0: Went on out there, I keep yelling at you, Peter two, <laughs> Peter 2, Peter 2, Peter 2. I know, but I thought you were Peter 2. What? I'm I... not Peter th- Stop arguing, both of you. Listen to Peter 1. Look, we're clearly not very good at this. Yeah. I know, I know. We suck. <laughs> I-, I don't know how to
1: work as a team. Me neither. Well, I do. I have been in a team, okay? I don't want to brag, but I will. I was in the Avengers. The Avengers? Yeah. That's great. Thank you. What is that?
0: Wait, you don't have the Avengers? Is that a band? Are you in a band? No, I'm not in a band. No, the Avengers is the uh, Earth's i lightiest... How is this helping? Look, it's not important. All we got to do is focus, trust your tingle, and coordinate our attacks, okay? Yes. Okay. Let's pick one target. Right. And we take them off the board one at a time. Now you got it. Okay, Peter one, Peter two. Peter two. Peter three. Peter three. All right, let's do this, let's ready? Go. Wait, 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 wait. I
1: love you guys. Thank you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Podcast Part 3, the Part 3 Podcast. I am Sam, as always. And I'm Will, as always. We are back this week. It was Will's pick, and uh, he really wanted to talk about Spider-Man 3 again, and... uh, (laughs) I watched it again with fresh eyes. There's a lot of stuff apparently I forgot. And I texted him and I was like, hey, I'm glad you decided to revisit this. And then he explained to me that, no, this is a different Spider-Man 3 called Spider-Man No Way Home. And it's much better.
0: (laughs) Much, much better. (laughs) Not as, uh, you know, it's funny because Spider-Man 3, the actual Spider-Man 3, is so unfocused and all over the place. And this movie, which feels like it should be unfocused and all over the place, is not.
1: Superhero filmmaking, storytelling technology has has come by come ahead by leaps and bounds since two thousand and seven. And I I gotta say, yeah, this this could have been the hottest of hot messes, or just yeah. like the most blatant fan service, or it could have even just had the cardinal sin of being a like trying to do Spider Man into the Spider Verse, but not as well. Right. And I think Spider-Man: Into the Spider-Verse is fantastic. I it's I think probably the yeah. better movie. But my god, this worked! It actually worked. It worked and it worked as more than just like a, a love letter to fans. You know? Yeah.
0: No. I mean, exactly. And that's that's I think the thing that is so staggering about it is that it there are so many points where this movie could have just felt overstuffed or gone off the rails or pandering. And it doesn't, uh, and to me, anyways. It just it feels like it is entirely focused on this Peter Parker and what it means for this Peter Parker to be Spider Man, and all the uh, everything else is in service of that.
1: Yeah, and I we talked about it a tiny bit when we talked about Spider Man Three, and and I didn't want to spoil anything for you or for the listeners. because that, that there's now two phases of how they market Spider Man No Way Home. There's before it came out, and then like before it hit digital. Right. So, before it came out, it's like, oh, we're not going to tell you anything, we're not going to show you a damn thing. You know, <laughs> Dr. Octopus is in it, that's all we're giving you. And then this time around, it's like, oh, yeah, they, they spoilers are done. We're leaning in so yeah, every, hard, yeah.
0: Everyone has seen this movie already, we're just telling you everything. We of
1: got course. all the guys,
0: <laughs> everyone's back
1: except Toe for Grace. Sorry, Toe for Grace
0: <laughs> mentioned, but didn't come back, yeah, no, Say, and uh, and Paul Giamatti, too,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, Toe for Grace. Great on home economics. Uh, I really like that show. And uh, there's a newer, weirder, dumber venom to deal with. And we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, so when I saw it uh, back in in over the winter, it was, you know, it surprised me because yeah, it's sort of like the big thing when the Mar when Marvel Studios announced they're gonna do a deal with Sony and Spider-Man will be in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. One of the best things about it is they skip the origin. It's right. like he's he's yeah. just he's already Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man for X amount of time. Uncle Ben's already dead. We're not gonna have to see that again.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. But as it turns out, it this movie not only felt like the third movie in like a trilogy about this Spider Man, this character. Yeah, it ties into the 650 other MCU projects here <laughs> right. and there. But it is all three movies stay very focused on Peter Parker, Tom Holland's Peter Parker, and at the end of this movie, he becomes Spider Man, like the Spider Man we all know and love. Like yeah,
0: yeah, um, and and it's something that's sort of interesting, and I don't know if they always had this plan or if they kind of fell into it, um, but it, it it is sort of interesting that by the end of this movie he's like shuffled off all the things that a lot of spider-man comic book fans had problems with the mcu spider-man and he really is he's now the comic book spider-man even with a comic accurate co- a costume <laughs> yeah
1: he, he goes yeah. from you know he, ha- he goes from being on the avengers to having like the classic shitty peter parker apartment and he's yeah. sewing his own suit and he's you know you know like down on his luck, Peter Parker, the old Parker luck, you know. Yeah. And and that's kind of a thing in the comics too. It's like the Marvel comics always goes back and forth on like how big a he- how big of a hero is Spider Man in the Marvel universe. Like right. he's obviously like the flagship character. He's the symbol of Marvel. He's probably one of the. Two most identifiable Marvel characters. It's like him and Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. You know, at least before the MCU came along and kind of changed everything. But ha- sometimes he's on the Avengers. But most of the time, <laughs> when he's on the Avengers, he's like the funny guy. He's like he's right. like he's like a goofy, wisecracking dude. And they kind of like none of the characters know who he is, and they don't really know that he's like kind of a genius, or he's like a little, <laughs> he's like a kid, kind of a lot like how he is in Captain America: Civil War. And then, most of the time, Spider-Man is kind of off in his own little section of the Marvel Universe. And he has his own... He's got, like, the Spider family. And he's got his own, like, kind of set of... He's got his own rogues gallery, like Batman does. And he's, like, kind of, like, the biggest of the, like, street-level Marvel heroes. Like, your Daredevil and your your Luke... If, Mar- if Spider-Man wasn't such a big, popular hero like, in terms of scale, he's one of a, he's a Netflix series, not a feature right. film, like, in the MCU.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, his, his day job, like Matt Murdock, his day job lends itself to more episodic storytelling. Um, you know, he's a photographer for the newspaper, and it it's just, he's one of the most popular characters in the entire world, so, of course, his movies are going to be big.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what, how Spider-Man originated in the first place, is, you know, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko wanted to create heroes that felt more identifiable to the readers like right Batman is a billionaire philanthropist and Superman's <laughs> an alien who disguises himself as a incredibly handsome nerd but Spider-Man yeah <laughs> Spider-Man's got to make rent. Spider-Man's got to yeah. get a job Spider-Man you
0: works for a get a girl Spider-Man and, can't uh, get a
1: girl uh, Spider-Man's got to take care of his sick aunt Spider-Man's got to get You know, pictures of himself to give to the boss who hates (laughs) Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To understand this movie and get some of the references in it, it's in fact really like, it's the fourth Tobey Maguire (laughs) Spider-Man, it's the third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and it's the third Tom Holland Spider-Man, and it's probably, I want to say his sixth or seventh appearance in the Marvel Universe sixth
0: maybe sixth. i think two yeah two
1: avengers one captain america and this is the third spider-man yeah all right yeah cool yeah so yeah (laughs) gee there's a lot of spider-man movies now
0: yeah or yeah or spider-man in movies
1: and and so basically at the end of spider-man the second spider-man spider-man far from home he's outed by mysterio framed for mysterio's murder And everyone knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and it's completely fucked up his life and his best friend's life and his girlfriend's life. And so he goes to his good buddy, Dr. Strange, and says, can you cast a spell that'll make people forget that I'm Spider-Man? And the spell hinges on, like, you know, basically a lot of great Marvel, you know, sorcery shenanigans, and it basically (laughs) drags... People who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man from all the different dimensions, all the different universes into the MCU universe. And that means that we get suddenly Spider-Man's running afoul of uh, the Alfred Molina Doctor Octopus and the uh, Thomas Hayden Church Sandman. And and
0: the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin. Most importantly,
1: the Willem Dafoe as Norman. It brings back all the villains
0: from at least the, all the villains that we like five, or... <laughs> it brings out back a villain from
1: each of the five prior movies he brings yeah. back the green goblin dr octopus sandman the lizard and electro like basically the only ones yeah. that don't make the cut are rhino venom and the two harry Osborns. <laughs>
0: yeah and yeah
1: and that's where like this could have really felt like just pandering on a certain level in the way like the new Star Wars movies and shows are pandering yeah. sometimes on their worst where it's like, look that thing you like.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But on the same time, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's these, these movies, the MCU doesn't have time to establish all the classic Spider-Man villains. Like it, it, yeah. this is just a, it was like a cheat code to bring you, bring you your best Spider-Man villains and have them all ready to go. They've had their origins. We know they're evil. <laughs> or some of them are evil. Yeah. Uh and and just and like just get off and running.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it also sort of was like, you know, we're never going to find a better actor for Green Goblin than Willem Dafoe. We're never going to find anyone better than Alfred Lomi- Lomi- Molina. Let's just bring him in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just bring him in. Like they they
1: tried with the Andrew Garfield movies. They, they tried. They yeah. they were going to bring in a new Doctor Octopus. They had a Norman Os- Norman Osborn dies in the first scene you see him and then you, yeah. I, I think his head is frozen in the background of a shot in amazing yeah. spider-man 2 and they go straight to uh dane DeHaan as like as... weird crackhead uh harry osborne <laughs> I, I... I so the, he has five super villains he's got to deal with and this is the story about uh like peter parker really sacrificing everything to do the right thing Which is, he's not like, he's basically like, I will not send these guys back to very likely die. Because a bunch of them are going to go back and die, as they do in their movies. (laughs) (laughs) In their original movies. And he's like, no, I can fix them, I can cure them, I can help them. That's, you know, I have power. And with great power, as it turns out, comes great responsibility. But, as we all know, the person that tells Peter Parker that is never going to make it through the end of the movie. And surprise... Aunt May <laughs> is the one that gives lessons, and so <laughs> she, it's it's. It, it, I mean, it is like it's just they managed to like in the middle of a busy ass movie, they yeah. snuck the the Peter Parker origin in there. This is him right. like this is this is Peter Parker realizing that he has to be Spider Man because he, like he is he has a responsibility to use the po his gifts and his powers to help other people and save other people even if it comes at the expense of you know his his happiness it's it's the inverse of Batman forever where at the end he realizes <laughs> I can be Bruce Wayne and Batman this movie That's asks right. can you be Spider-Man and Peter Parker and the answer is the answer not is- really no
0: <laughs> <laughs> no you can't you can't live that double life no. you have to you have to keep them you have to keep it very separate and as far away, otherwise your the, your loved ones are going to get hurt,
1: or you're um, going to turn into a megalomaniac like uh, you know Norman Osborn does. North yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like you say, it's like this movie. A, there's a lot going on, and there's so many different moving parts, and you have you know stuff with the multiverse happening, and and then it sneaks in. It just gender flips the uh, the Spider Man origin, and and just kind of does it very subtly too it doesn't hit you over the head
1: yeah it sneaks up on you yeah
0: and very very emotional and and affecting and and i think that kind of uh, it papers over a lot of the movie's flaws because yeah. some of it some of it is very sweaty in sort of how you get to you know the multiverse breaking shenanigans it's like a little like okay well
1: and it is like um you know, it's like the ones that came through are all the ones that know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, but they're just hoping you don't remember that Electro never knew that Peter never Parker knew. was Spider-Man <laughs> and all of them will die, except they just hope you don't remember that uh, Sandman and the Lizard don't die. You know? Right, yeah, it's, exactly. I, yeah, there's also like, just... there's five villains, but really only three actors kind of showed up. You get the, right. like they, <laughs> you, you get the sense they went to Reese Ifans and Thomas Hayden Church and they were like, we'll do voice stuff and then cuz all Only of the voice all the all the yeah. shots of them are archive like when they're in uh, their faces are archival footage from their movies
0: are they really I didn't even know that yeah
1: they just like repurposed shots from Spider-Man 3 and the Amazing Spider-Man
0: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i mean of them all lizard gets the shortest shrift although i liked all the jokes where he's like i'm going to turn everyone into a lizard i can fix you i'll turn you into a lizard <laughs> well
1: they they do a really good job of acknowledging how silly a lot of the prior Spider Man stuff is. You know, yeah. they make multiple references to the fact that Electro got his powers falling into a vat of electric eels. And yeah, they just, yeah. you know Max was the <laughs> sweetest guy until he fell into that vat of electric eels. And Toby Maguire
0: <laughs> that'll do it <laughs> It does this, the thing that Spider Verse does um so well. Uh it's just very different here because I there's more of a history and a nostalgia for the Tommy McGuire Spider-Man movies. It's like watching, like seeing a movie. If there were more Bond, like if some of the living Bonds came came together for a movie, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, and and they've considered that in the past. Like, yeah, I think the Bond movies are just a tad too serious
0: to get away yeah, with but, that. Uh, like, but I just, I just mean in terms of like, uh, um on like an emotional level seeing all all of them together is different than in spider-verse you know what i mean yeah well in
1: spider-verse it's you're seeing
0: a lot of those characters for the first time
1: yeah it's you're seeing different types of like the the, of spider-men they're not all peter parker per se that's and that's like just bigger and weirder and it's not about peter parker it's about like all these other. it's all that's about spider-man And what being Spider-Man means. Anyone can wear the mask. This one is about, like, Peter Parker learning from his, from villains and from his Aunt May and from MJ and from two other Peter Parkers what it's gonna take to be Spider-Man and to be Peter Parker. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, we haven't really talked about it. Yeah, they not only bring back all the villains, they, they did it. They brought back Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, Andrew
0: Garfield. And it fucking worked. Yeah. Like Yeah. And and that is the thing I think at the heart of the movie that really could have just thrown the movie off the rail. Well, it's
1: they they it's just the perfect amount of them. They it's right. not they're not in the movie too much, but it's not just like one sequence at the end. They're basically there for act three. And they're both bringing it, and it it also, it's, I think it, you know, it was a great way for people to, like, it's a great redemption story for Andrew Garfield, because I think it's, it's people remember, oh, oh, right, he wasn't the problem with those movies, he was swamped by everything else in there, too. Yeah. But, uh, and, and I gotta say, I'm, 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 like, talking mile a minute, but I, they did it, they did the thing, they didn't do the thing I hate. Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker comes back, and his life's going Okay. Yeah. he's not a, like all the fan art leading up to this was him in like the dark like last stand spider-man right, costume right. with like a yeah, scar yeah. on his face no he's <laughs> fine yeah it's tough it's tough being peter parker but he made it work with mj things are
0: going okay you know like i'm like yes thank you it's not that hard <laughs> trying to do better I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I don't have as much of a problem with the, uh, our old heroes are now old and sad as you do, but I'm really glad they didn't go that route with this.
1: Um, I, I don't have a problem with it, except everyone does it. Well, and it, right, and, and I, mean, I have a problem with it when it doesn't day. make sense for the character, like, you know, the, I,
0: I don't, I, I don't
1: think it works for the new Ghostbusters.
0: No, well, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole another podcast that we'll get to at some point <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it's one of the few MCU movies that really is like let's break down this character and have them go through a real arc you only have yeah. that in so many of the films because the films are they're very big bold adventure stories and some of the heroes just like Captain America is one of those heroes that's he's, he's always going to be Captain America Thor's yeah. always going to be Thor but, like, you can do that. They've done that with Iron Man, and now they've done it with Peter Parker. It's it's the more feet-on-the-ground, more human portrayals of the character that uh, you also haven't really gotten with the prior-to Spider-Man. Uh, no. Andrew Garfield never really got a chance, and the Tobey Maguire ones are, you know, they're a little bigger, they're a little broader, they're a little more earnest. It's from a different era of superhero films.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, I think... I think there's some aspects of Spider-Man 3 that were kind of going for this. And it's like, you know, soap opera-y emotional drama that it was trying to do. It just doesn't work. Yeah,
1: and Spider-Man you know? 2 where he's like gives up on being Spider-Man.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that Spider-Man 2 is the best, for my money, I think it's one of the best comic book movies ever made because it does really dig down into into Peter Parker. And he doesn't have an arc per se, but it is, like, him really going through the ringer. And, and I think we talked about this in the, our Spider-Man 3 episode, but the, you know, the Spider-Man stories that work the best for me are when Peter Parker is just really—has to go through it. Just really has to go through it.
1: Yeah, Spider-Man 2— Uh, this one for sure, like, definitely are all about just life taking a real shit on Peter
0: Parker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know, there's just so much that, like, I loved about this movie, and I I didn't expect to love it as much as I do, you know? And, and, uh, you know, uh, the past couple weeks, as the movie has sort of hit digital, and I didn't see it in theaters, so I've only seen it on, on digital um, but a lot of people have been shitting on the look and shitting on, on how much of it is green screen and all this stuff, and I don't know. I, it, it all seemed to work for me. I mean, there's, like, things that don't, but, like...
1: Yeah, yeah look, every fucking movie has a ton of green screen. This is a movie <laughs> with three Spider-Men and a Lizard-Man and an Octopus-Man, and it, it's, it's and, and the only practical effect in the whole movie is Willem Dafoe's face, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just the way it works. Like, yeah, sometimes the effects are going to work and sometimes they don't. And I think the fact that if when the bad effects don't pull, if, if they show up and you notice them, but it doesn't pull you out of the movie, then it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. I agree. I mean, uh, it's something I think Roger Ebert said at, at some point. It's like the effects effects as effect how good effects are don't matter. It's intent that matters more than anything. Yeah,
1: like you go back like the original Terminator is great, but there is like a sequence in there with like the fakest rubber head of Arnold Schwarzenegger for like a full minute on screen. I don't care. I'm yeah. a, I'm I don't care. I'm loving the ride. Yeah,
0: I just watched exactly. 13
1: Assassins, the Takashi Miike movie. Oh, that movie rules! That movie rules! Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I'd never seen it before, and it's super intense, and it's really violent, and it's really good. But yeah, there's some really, really bad f- CGI bulls in the middle of it that are on yeah. fire, and it just—it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's—it comes out of nowhere, and they look terrible. But by that point, you're in it. You know, if the, yeah, you're if, on the ride. If yeah. if you're only looking for the strings, you're never gonna enjoy the puppets.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but also, like, I think the, the Spider-Man movies, the Spider-Man MCU movies in particular, are going for a more grounded look than a lot of the other MCU movies. It's supposed to be, like, the guy on... Like, you're getting the the story of the guy in the street of the MCU. So it's like, you know, Homecoming is, like, what it would be like for a high schooler in the MCU. Yeah, it, it an, feels... They
1: feel more closer to, like, the phase one Marvel movies. They feel yeah. closer to, like, the first two Iron Man movies, the first Thor, Avengers, where which were, like, relatively speaking, very small movies compared to, you know... Endgame, or, or yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> the new Doctor Strange that's coming out.
0: Yeah, so I, but I, I just I, it was so weird to see everyone just like start posting like, ah, oh, I'm a professional cinematographer and this movie cinematography is shit. And it's like, come on, guys. Like,
1: you guys, social media is kind of toxic. <laughs> it's it's not a healthy place <laughs> a lot of the time. I'm afraid. No, I hate to break no. it to you all, but also it's like, all right, you don't like the movie, fine. You don't like how the movie looks, fine. Uh, you know. That's that's fine. You're that's a completely valid opinion. I I don't get irrationally angry. At least I don't post about how ira- ira- my irrational <laughs> anger when like something doesn't look good in a movie. We talked about uh you know Kingdom of the Crystal Skull cinematography recently. Yeah. I I don't I didn't go around making people that like the movie feel bad. You know. Yeah. Like the things you like, dislike the things you dislike, and I'm sorry that a movie you disliked made a ton of money and was super <laughs> successful. Guess what? Spider-Man's really popular. It's it's just the way it is. And they made a really successful mainstream superhero blockbuster. But let's not forget 20 years ago, if you told me that they they would make a movie where Mysterio was the villain and it wouldn't be a silly version of him, yeah. I'd, have, yeah. I'd have told you to get out. It's like, get out of town. It's, <laughs> re- it, 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 I, I don't know. It's like, I get it. Yeah. The, the, the existing IP and Marvel and Star Wars and Disney and DC have swallowed up so much of the oxygen in the room. But yeah. when they make a movie that's genuinely enjoyable, I'm, I'm a credit where credits do kind of person.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it just, you know, I, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that, that No Way Home needs needed to be nominated for Best Picture or anything like that. But like, you know, I think also having a superhero movie that's really structured and focused almost its plot is really all about empathy and empathizing with other people. I don't know. I think that's something to be celebrated because a lot of these movies are just all about like, well, let's punch the bad guy as hard as we can and and get him into the the glowing thing in the sky.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no space laser in this. No, there's a space portal sort of, but it, yeah. <laughs> I, I can we can we agree though? Whoever got the idea in the Marvel Universe to just, they're, they're like instead of building a new statue for Captain America, we're just going to duct tape a giant shield <laughs> to the Statue of Liberty. It's like the most hilariously stupid that thing I've ever heard.
0: Ridiculous. Yeah. No, and it was such a weird, because you hear like, you know, you hear about it sort of throughout the movie, like little snippet, news snippets, and you're like... Well, that's silly. And then they actually have the third act climax <laughs> there. Yep. And they knock that big uh, <laughs> she, She's
1: just holding it in the air.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> any sense. Oh, why would you do this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think another big thing that helps this movie, and it's, it's something that a lot of the MCU movies fall short on, is that the main villain, the main antagonist, who kind of ultimately proves to be Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin, is genuinely a great villain. He's not like, sometimes they have, they're they're often more like Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus where they're a little misguided or they have a tragic backstory. No, this character is just a piece of shit and he's evil and he doesn't care. And it's, (laughs) it is, I honestly, Willem Dafoe is so good in the part. He does not phone it in. And no. I mean, Willem Dafoe never phones it in, but like they, he loses the Power Rangers helmet and he's yep. just and but they were like, we don't have to do anything else to him. He has like <laughs> he kind of gets like a version of the comic book Green Goblin costume. Yeah. But like yeah. Uh, like he just he all he has to do is mug and he looks like a comic book monster. It's it's incredible. <laughs> and he's uh, yeah, he's just having so much fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of the I think biggest missteps of that first Raimi Spider-Man movie is covering up Willem Dafoe's face. I just think
1: they they didn't know what to do with how to no, portray and, that I, character.
0: No, I I agree. And and I think, you know, it took probably it took really 20 years of superhero movies to come to the conclusion, you know what? He doesn't need it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like Ultimate Spider-Man always had him just mutate into a monster, and if you right. wanted to give Willem Dafoe an even bigger turn him green and give him like an even longer witchy pooch in you could but you don't need to (laughs) no and he's not in the movie enough like this isn't his origin story he's just this is just this norman osborne green goblin who only sees like power and only sees you know he sees morality and empathy as a weakness and he he basically says to peter parker uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take that from you I'm gonna take yeah. away the things that make you weak, the good things that make you weak, and just straight up kills on May.
0: Yeah, and it and he's scary in a way. I mean, and that's that's also the MCU's biggest problem, and you, you were alluding to this, is the the villains. The the villains are usually the biggest, like, weak point. And I think I think in some of the better ones, it's because the you know the heroes are their worst villains, really. Yeah. But uh, but in you know in Spider Man's case, he's got such a great rogues gallery that you got to bring in his villains, and again. It's like, we're not going to get anyone better than Willem Dafoe. If we can get Willem Dafoe, let's bring him in. <laughs> and
1: it's a great way to have the villain without having to, like, reestablish them. Exactly. It's like, I was yeah. always, I've always been like, How, are they going to do Norman Osborn? Are they going to try again? Are they going to reintroduce him and Oscorp and Harry and all of that nonsense? It's its yes. a lot. Plus, and especially if you want to take a crack at any of the other villains. I think they've kind of done them all now, unless, uh, who, who's left? Uh...
0: Um. Uh, well, uh, um. Craven, Craven the Hunter. Oh, right. He's sort of the big one. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Who? Who else? Um.
1: Uh. Stilt Man. Stilt. Well, I mean, <laughs> I. I hope they
0: did the Shocker. Even. That's right. Yeah. I did too. Yeah.
1: Something he doesn't have like. I like occasionally. It's good to have villains that don't have pathos, and I think that that's that's really fun. It makes it makes your hero all the more heroic when he's up against someone who is just like, you know, a t- complete and utter piece of garbage. But he's still like, I'm gonna save him. I'm not gonna kill him.
0: Yeah. Except I will say this, and one thing that because Willem Dafoe is a pro is that you do get, and, and this goes back to Raimi's Spider-Man too. you do get glimmers of, like, this, a human underneath all of that. Like, there is, like, someone who, like, feels... And in this one, they sort of bifurcate him as having a goblin personality and a Norman personality. But you do see, you do see the glimmers of, like, a human yeah. under there. Like, a real person who, like, has feelings and is not a complete piece of shit.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing is, like... um None of these villains are pieces of shit, ultimately. Right. Like, you know, Electro is just well, is a guy who wants to matter. He, he wants to have yeah. power. And, you know, Sandman's not even that bad a guy. He just wants to go back and see his daughter. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, he's just annoyed to be in another universe. I, I, uh, that's
1: one of my favorite <laughs> moments is when, like, Peter Parker figures out that Norman Osborn's uh, not legit and, like, everything goes to hell. And the, there's just one shot where it's just Sandman just sort of dissipates. He's like, yeah, he's, he's just like, like I'm, I'm going Goodbye. <laughs>
0: like, I'm out. I See don't want to like deal her. with this anymore. It's <laughs> Just like I'm out of here.
1: And speaking also of of actors, you can't ever really recast J.K. Simmons. Well, right. I mean, and th- is it the best casting of a character in film history? Like of like a comic book character, like yeah it's it's so perfect it is still one of my favorite moments seeing a movie is when i first saw the original spider-man in 2002 i'd kind of forgotten about J jonah jameson as a character and it's just (laughs) he gets like a reveal shot where he's like he's a menace and i was like oh shit they did it (laughs) he's he's real he's a real thing
0: yeah, it's like, it, yeah. They they and
1: they when they rebooted it with Andrew Garfield, they didn't even bother to try because no, you can't. Like they thought about. I think they the two names that got kicked around were like Sam Elliott and John Slattery, and it's it's not I mean, the same.
0: No, I mean those guys are fine. Yeah. they're great actors, but it's just it's like, what are you gonna do? It's just they're the same. I mean,
1: and rebranding him as like an Alex Jones was kind oh, of genius.
0: It's really great. I wish they had done more with him in this movie, and I, I don't really know what I want more because again, there's so much going on in the movie. But I wish they sort of had done just something a little bit, a little bit more with him. But I guess him being uh, Peter Parker's uh, the devil on Peter Parker's shoulder, as it were, sort of saying everything that Peter Parker's fearing. I, I you know. I think is, is is good enough, but I don't know.
1: He's a bit of a Greek chorus in this, but uh, you know, yeah. it's like, I think they wisely, a little goes a long way and you know, right. I think they, they just, I'm sure I will bet you a hundred bucks. There's some deleted scenes where there's like extra JK Simmons goodness, <laughs> but yeah. I think they did a very good job keeping this like a really tight movie and just keeping it moving too. Yes, it's like yeah, Dr. Strange is a big part of it until he doesn't need to be and they they find a way to get him out of the story for the whole third act and yep. you know Happy Hogan's in there until he doesn't need to be and they find it's like it's also it's whittling away at Spider-Man's allies until he's on his right. own again.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and I, I liked seeing uh, the mirror dimension again. I liked that from the first Doctor Strange movie. I thought that was fun to see. I've
1: liked Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange more with every movie he's been in. I didn't really like Doctor Strange, the, the move the first one all that much. I just he didn't he felt a little stiff. He felt the movie felt a little it felt like one of those ones where the like script had clearly been in the oven for a while, you know, like the yeah. first Ant Man.
0: Yeah, it it, it feels like that first Doctor Strange movie, I like parts of it, but it does feel like it's kind of going through the motions, and it seems like Cumberbatch has a lot more fun when he's sort of part of the universe and playing off other yeah it's like then he he showed up
1: in Thor Ragnarok and when he's in the Avengers movies yeah he's more fun bouncing off of that character is more fun bouncing off of Iron Man or Spider-Man or he's gonna have the Scarlet Witch and uh uh, America Chavez in the new movie so like you know I think they're very wisely giving him counterparts in the new film
0: yeah yeah, which is weird cuz he has, you know, he has Wong, but it just Well,
1: hardwaves. Wong's gotten a massive promotion from his comic book version. Wong used to be basically <laughs> yeah. like his Kato and right, now right. he Wong is now Wong's the Sorcerer Supreme now. That's Benedict right. Wong is basically the Samuel L. Jackson of the Marvel universe now
0: cuz he's in That's every right. single
1: one of these movies.
0: Yeah, I haven't, so uh, this is, so Spider-Man No Way Home is the first Marvel movie I've seen post um, Far From Home. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow.
1: So you didn't see uh, Shang-Chi or Black Widow?
0: Nope, or Eternals. I didn't see any of them. Oh, right, Eternals, yeah.
1: Eternals, well, Eternals is kind of like, it feels very removed from the rest of the, the Marvel movies. Black Widow was fun, but it definitely was like, it felt like a little too little too late like right. they like this is the movie they should have given scarlett johansson five years ago but it does <laughs> yeah. tee up florence Pugh as uh, the new black right. widow and she shows up in hawkeye and she's a lot of fun
0: yeah i have seen all the shows i just haven't seen the
1: movies yeah but uh shang chi is a lot of fun
0: oh so something i i thought about and it hadn't really occurred to me um ever um is the scene with matt murdoch uh in oh yeah in no way home um that's the second time John Favreau has been on screen with Matt with a Matt. Murdock. That is true. He's he's been a fo- <laughs> he's been foggy and happy.
1: Yeah, it was, it was I, a good Matt Murdoch cameo. I, the nice thing about this movie is that you can enjoy it for the most part, and it it's like if you know the even if you just know the characters from the comics as opposed to having seen all three seasons of Daredevil, you know, you can right. still say like, you know, oh, that's Matt Murdoch, you know. He's yeah. Daredevil. I know that's
0: why he caught that brick. You know, <laughs> which is what I thought. Like when the MCU first started, I thought that would be more the case. Like there would be a lot more of that, and there actually wasn't uh, in the early going. Um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of random characters showing up, being like, "I'm," you know.
1: I think they they yeah. they were much more tentative and and cautious yeah. early on. Like you had nick fury showing up uh you know in iron man and then they'd sort of like one by one eased them in like after they figured out that they could do it with avengers and kind of it worked to have multiple characters in there it's like they could do it without it feeling like they wedged them in like hawkeye (laughs) did and showed up in thor you know it's like and i think by the time they got to you know the infinity war era it was you know it, it was sort of at that point people would sort of accepted the it's like the double-edged thing of like yeah not everyone's gonna show up to help the their their buddy in every episode of like or every movie but at the same time yeah Hulk might be along for the ride right
0: yeah yeah I mean I think once once the sandbox had been built I think audiences were sort of more willing to be like yeah sure whoever join, yeah. join in the party you
1: and know. Peter Parker's had sort of a, a beleaguered mentor figure uh, <laughs> right. in each of these movies. Like yeah. he had Iron Man, he had Nick Fury, he had Dr. Strange, yeah. but it is like, yeah, it's, we've come to the conclusion of this version of Peter Parker. And it is like, it's like the, when you end a volume of the amazing Spider-Man and they reset the counter back right. to one. Yeah. Cause if they bring him back, it's going to be a back to basic story.
0: Right. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, will they, do you think that they would do, do you think they'd bring Zendaya back? And, all those people. And... Oh,
1: I think yeah. I think Zendaya would come back. I think you'd see Ned again. You could see Flash and Betty Brant and those like the characters that are exclusive to these movies. But you could also bring in I don't know uh, Felicia Hardy. You right. could introduce Gwen Stacy. You could introduce Miles Morales. Even you know right. it's where we we know that they're they're all out there. They're all possibilities. Yeah. Uh, and and there's other villains to, like they've they've set up you know. Apparently the new Morbius sets up some villains <laughs> teaming up. There's all of this like weird not quite MCU Sony yeah. off-brand Spider-Man stuff so we're getting we got Venom and we got Morbius and we're getting Craven the Hunter's right. movie.
0: Right. Well, I guess they they did tease the the symbiote is now in the MCU in some capacity cuz cuz before Eddie was warped out of, of, uh, this universe, uh, uh, he left behind some, some goo, some symbiote goo.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> what a, what a cameo from Eddie and Venom. And the guy from Ted Lasso. And the
0: guy from Ted Lasso. So I, um, I looked up what the Earth number designations for all the, um, Spider-Man, uh, movies are have you looked this up do you know that they all have them except for venom it hasn't been established yet
1: well i know i know like the mcu is earth something
0: one nine 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 uh Rami uh-huh. Rami earth is nine six two eight three uh the amazing spider-man earth is one two oh seven oh three and uh, the venom one has not been established yet <laughs>
1: <laughs> nor should it <laughs>
0: I still haven't seen that second Venom movie. You haven't seen it, no. Uh,
1: Did you know that uh, Woody Harrelson was supposed to be 16 years old in 1997? (laughs) What? Yeah, they flash back to like young Cletus Cassidy. This is the beginning of the movie. It's not a huge spoiler. They flash back to young Cletus Cassidy and young uh, Shriek, young Naomi Harris. Uh, in like the the like juvenile like detention center, there's the rate. I think it's called like Ravencroft or something. Of course, that it they live is. in, and it's set in like 1997, and I think they're supposed to be like 17 or 18 years old. So they cast like a younger actor, like a young, like an age appropriate actor, to play Cletus Cassidy, and Willem Dafoe's dubbed over his voice. Oh and God. then we ju- we jump ahead <laughs> to present day, and he's Willem Dafoe now. You mean I, you mean, um, not Willem Dafoe? You uh, mean, no, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson. Harrison, yeah. Sorry, uh, <laughs> wrong actor who did not look like a teenager in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no, God. it's that that movie is 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 quite nutty. Uh, I mean, it, it's I'd say it's uh, on a par with the first Venom. It's very silly. It's uh, there's a whole sequence where Eddie and Venom break up, and Venom goes to like a like a like a yeah pride rave and talks about how he's coming out and he doesn't he's not held back by that by his ex anymore
0: Uh, that's kind of amazing yeah Uh,
1: i mean if you want goofy venom those movies are the movies for you i think you can do a serious venom i don't know if i want that for tom holland's spider-man i think there's other stuff you could do
0: yeah yeah the symbiote being in the mcu feels strange because it just it's like are they going to, it's like, if you're not, if you do the black suit story without Venom, that seems silly. No, uh, it's, I think
1: it's more, do you do Venom with, a, like, one of the other Venoms? Like, right. I don't think this Flash Thompson is going to become Venom, <laughs> no. but, like, uh, Matt Gargan was Venom, Venom was in the Thunderbolts for a while. That's true. Like, if you really yeah. want to double down on Venom being his own thing not related to Spider-Man, I think you can do it and... Probably do it in a less. I think it's just confusing though, because there's an ongoing Venom, Venom franchise. Yeah. It's, you know, it's. Uh, it, I I don't know. It's. It's not. I don't think it's what I, I think. There's a, a million and a half Spider-Man stories you could still tell with Tom Holland Spider-Man. I don't necessarily think that's one of them. No.
0: Yeah, it just it just seems like that's what they're teasing, and it just seems silly to me. Like,
1: I, I you know, it would be a cool thing, him and a, a few of the younger heroes team up, you do do, like, a New Warriors movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get yeah. him and Kate Bishop and uh, uh, Miss Marvel all together.
0: Yeah, that could yeah. be fun. The possibilities are endless. They are, they are. Well, the MCU is going to keep on rolling until it completely collapses under the, it's, you know, the weight of itself. I uh, am, and...
1: I'm... I'm I'm trying to think of when that will be.
0: Uh, I, and, I I mean, remain convinced it's when they finally do a big X Men crossover. That's when yeah well, audiences are gonna say we're done, and that's coming up soon.
1: That's usually when Marvel Comics tends to like get very rickety. Is when they try to <laughs> work the mutant stuff in with the other stuff. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be that, or it's when they uh, it, you know when the Fantastic Four arrive. You know, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. like yeah. We all know the X-Men are coming. They're yeah. on their way. They're <laughs> they may be in Doctor
0: Strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or at least, you know, Patrick Stewart's voice was in that trailer and whether or not that's I, him. I have no
1: evidence to support this whatsoever, but I'm I'm sure that the reason we haven't heard anything is because they are trying to figure out what number to write on a post-it note and slide to Hugh Jackman's agent <laughs> to see if they're going to have a old Logan or new Logan.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, it's kind of depressing but kind of exciting, I guess as a comic book fan. It's I mean, yeah, I I
1: I wish like uh, I wish it wasn't necessarily like choking the life out of every other type of yeah. Like mid budget movie out there, that they're all being sort of relegated to Netflix or Hulu or Apple TV. Yeah. But I mean, the fact is, those streaming services are a venue. And we all just spent the last two years not going to the theater. And I, I, as much as I love seeing movies on the big screen, I don't need to see every movie on the big screen. So those movies, uh, uh, Apple TV movie, just one best picture. Right. Like that's right. that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. That's it's not just that's not just where like direct-to-video shit goes anymore. Uh yeah. and yeah, but and and for the as for like superhero stuff, I just have to remind myself anytime I feel burnt out on it that like this was unthinkable 15 years ago. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. unthinkable. Yeah. yeah. And that not only are they still making them, but most of them are there's rarely ones that come out that are like abysmally awful. Right. Some of them are kind of meh. Some of them are just okay. But a lot of them are really good. And you still get like, I saw the Batman, and the Batman was great. And, yeah. and you know, it's, and that, and that, you, uh, and that t- like seemed on the surface like another like super dark, We're going to do seven gritty, noir, miserable Batman. But that also ended up with kind of a positive message at the end. It's like Spider-Man's Batman realizing, you know, I have to be more than just a scary monster. You know, (laughs) I have to be something. I have to be. I'm a symbol. I have to be something that, you know, I have to give people hope. You know, Spider-Man realizing I I have to use these powers to help people,
0: even if they're the worst people. Yeah.
1: Even if they're the worst people, and even if it means I don't get to have a life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, like we were saying, it's just, uh, uh, this is the thing that just staggers me about this movie, is just how much of it, like, every story beat, every character introduction, everything, like, it just could have gone so wrong so easily. It's such a tightrope that this movie walks, and it, like, and it's, you know, it's a long movie. It doesn't feel long. You know, it it's very breezy. It's still funny in the places where it needs to be funny, but it doesn't do the the MCU thing where everything is a joke. And that's mm, yeah, that's really I, I, refreshing.
1: It treats it treats the previous two franchises with a lot of respect. Yeah, Wow. Yeah. Uh, but also lets them still be fun and feel vibrant. It's it loves the character of Spider Man. Yeah, it it's just yeah. like it's it's. And and you know it, it really it really is having fun telling a story that manages to like pay homage to like twenty years of Spider-Man movies. while at the same time, moving forward and focusing on this new character, it never comes at the expense of the new stuff they've created. And I right. think that's really an accomplishment. I think if I had to pick, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is the better movie. Yeah, but. This is the one that could have gone way, way worse.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think Spider Verse is pretty close to a perfect movie. Just the structure and and the way yeah. that it, it, it It's tells not, it's not its a story.
1: real movie because it's animated. Because so. it's animated, of course. Yeah, it's I mean. just you know, it's for kids. It's for little kids. <laughs> like it's you know, for little kids like Princess Mononoke. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh but it is just so well structured and and so and and so focused and it doesn't have to carry any of the MCU stuff um that this movie does which is just the function of also being the third movie in a you know in a franchise in a story arc i guess is how you'd put it you know yeah it's it's the yeah. third
1: story it's like yeah it's sort of a trilogy but there is supplemental reading you have to do (laughs) yeah but it is like a part three it's like it's 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 homecoming it's far from home it's no way home it is it is the story of peter parker you know going on a journey and ultimately realizing he can't go back again right it's like he's going to have to make the thing the the, the, he can't he's not going to be able to sacrifice spider-man so he's going to have to sacrifice peter parker right and it's 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 heartbreaking you feel bad for the guy. That he's got to do this,
0: yeah, and it's it's genuinely like it's genuinely shocking that they kept it up. Like you kind of think right up to when he walks into see Zendaya and Ned in the coffee shop. You you kind of think, oh, they're gonna walk it back. They're gonna walk it back. He's gonna get what he wants, and and everything's gonna be fine. And they don't. He he he. You know, it's very clear. He makes the choice. He's like, no, I've got to keep my friends safe. And and doesn't tell them.
1: And like yeah, if they make another one, if they need to, if they want to undo it, they'll find they ways to undo yeah. it. That's that's how comic books work. There is like no permanence in comics. Yeah. The only her, the only one who stays dead is Uncle Ben.
0: <laughs> yeah. What is it that Stanley said? The illusion of change is. Uh, yeah. Is, it, yeah.
1: Exactly. It's it's, you know, it ultimately at the end of the day it comes back to basic. Spider Man's costume changes. His, his cast of characters changes, his villains change, but it's gonna always end up finding a way to get back to that, you know, original starting point so right. you can tell those stories again in a new way. Right. You know, it's it's as simple as that. And it's the same with Batman. It's the same with Superman. It's the same with Wonder Woman. And it's, you know... It's you know, and of course people get all bent out of shape when they're like, oh, this Superman's gay now, and I'm like, no, he's not. Jonathan Kent, his son, <laughs> is gay in the comics, and it's it's the same as like Star Trek. It's all that stuff you love isn't going anywhere. Right, it's all there, and all of it informs everything that comes like comes after. And this movie is just like a testament to that it's like, yeah, we see those other five Spider-Man movies, and yeah, they. Not only influenced how we created this Spider-Man movie and this new version of the character, but we're going to have those characters from those movies inform the character in right. the movie. They're going to te-
0: yeah, they're going to teach the character the lessons that the character need that you know the new the new character needs to learn. It's. Uh... I don't know. I, there's no precedent for it, honestly. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess the best I've got is uh, you know the when they rebooted Star Trek and you bring yeah. back old Leonard Nimoy.
0: Right. I mean, that's know. that's yeah, that's it. I mean, that's that's kind of exactly the same dynamic. It's just old Leonard Nimoy isn't in that movie all that much. Yeah, um, he's
1: kind of just he's he's just there to put. You know, is like the to get them into the second half of the, the the movie. Yeah, and then when they they bring him back in like two, it's just to you know, he's, <laughs> it's basically they're looking up a, a something, an article on memory alpha.
0: Right. <laughs> that movie. Oh, um.
1: uh, uh, yeah. What do you know about man named Khan? <laughs> he was the most evil villain we ever faced. <laughs> yeah. Except, he... except uh, Kirk. Kirk kind of cleaned his clock both times. <laughs> we met. <laughs> uh,
0: God, that frustrates me so much. And I really wish the movie had undercut it when it, you know, Cumberbatch leans up against the glass and says, I am Khan. And I wish, I wish they had done a moment where Kirk and Spock looked to each other and said, Who? and and the problem is that
1: would that that's the marvel move right, right? i know the it is move, and that would have been felt like they're disrespecting the character of khan right. but the problem is you're disrespecting the character of khan by making him into something he's not first off suddenly he's a white guy <laughs> <laughs> well, Then, like that's the whole problem and it's, it's like nothing about i mean look star trek into darkness has a lot of problems on a cellular level. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. like like why is that ship underwater? <laughs> you have orbital <laughs> sensors. You couldn't retrofit a, a shuttlecraft to go underwater?
0: Yeah. It it was it comes out of a lot of the, you know, 2010s uh aesthetic of the rule of cool was sort of ruling everything, and no one ever stopped to think, does this make sense? It's it's a lot of like, whoa! Yeah. Isn't it cool? I yeah.
1: just, you know, now you can teleport from Earth to Kronos? Like, just like that? <laughs> H- how? Uh,
0: Is this the best we've got for Peter Weller? <laughs> right? Right. Uh, anyway moving on to a good movie uh so back to no way home um but it 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 it, they they do it in such a way that it's so fun to see the spider-man all like react to each other and act yeah they play
1: off each other really well yeah like it's it it commits to everything no one that needs to bring it is phoning it in. from right. the there's a couple phoning it in, but they don't really. they're they're ancillary. Yeah. you know, like you you get everything you need from all the important characters. And the movie is fun, and the movie has like commits to the darker elements of it. and it has genuine emotional stakes, which you yeah. don't see in a lot of Marvel
0: movies. Yeah,
1: as much as I find them so much fun, they're wildly entertaining. Like they don't always have a ton of emotional stakes. You rarely have those characters having to make those hard choices.
0: Right. Yeah. Or if they do, they find a way to sort of walk them back at the end yeah. of the movie. Um And it and this one just it really it really commits. And I, it, I again I'm just sort of staggered at how focused it is because <laughs> it just it could have just gone so bad in so many ways. Just yeah. So no, it could it could have been
1: a mess. And it's not even that it's not it, like. It's not even good in that it's not a mess. It's good in that it's a genuinely good exactly. movie.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: there's a reason this movie has been as big a hit as it is. Part of it is, yeah, it's kind of the only game. It was only the-, the only game in town all winter. Right. But also, I think it genuinely resonates with, like, three generations of Spider-Man fans now.
0: Yeah, And it's and- it's...
1: It, it's not disrespecting any of those fans right it's like andrew garfield doesn't get short shrifted he's actually like his character gets a redemption arc in it like who knew yeah you know it's 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 like yeah i said it's snarkily at the beginning but it is it's a love letter to spider man fans
0: yeah yeah i mean and, and particularly the spider man movies uh yeah you know and you know it really does it loves each iteration of the of the character, and um, as you know, and again, it really does highlight that the problems with the Amazing Spider Man and the Amazing Spider Man Two were not Andrew Garfield, no, um, which we I mean we knew at the time, but it's uh, you know, it, well, and and we've seen this with Dark Knight Rises, and we've seen this with Batman Forever, and
1: we've seen this with Spider Man Three. It's also very easy easy to get distracted with your multiple villains, right. and you know. I think they bringing in these already established villains was a clever way to sidestep that and keep the focus on Peter Parker.
0: Right. Exactly. And and you can and you can just be like, well, the audience can inf- if they haven't seen the old movies, they can just infer what their deal is, and yeah. we can give you little quick bits. They fell on a thing. They got they got sand yeah. powers. They I mean, it's it, that, that's powers. the
1: beauty of Spider-Man's villains is they're all pretty straightforward. <laughs> like mad scientist, mad scientist, mad scientist. Dude with the lightning, dude with <laughs> blue, blue collar guy with lightning, blue collar guy with sand. sand.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I loved the 3 three Spidermans interaction, and and they do it in such a way where it's like, oh, I want more, but it's just the right amount. You don't really want more. You just it's the right amount. You just push away. If you want more, you have those movies to exactly. go exactly. Yeah. Well, I just I meant more of the three spider Spiderman hanging out, playing off of each other.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I think it's they knew to to get in and get out. With just the right portions exactly. of, of the of the fun banter, yeah. and the you know you get your one money shot, yeah. you know. Yeah, you said so. Yeah. It's like this is the love letter to fans of the Spider Man movies, and into the Spider Verse is kind of the love letter to fans of. Spider-Man the character.
0: Yeah. I yeah, I think that's that's a good way to Cuz that's
1: it. the movie that kind of boils down like what is so special and resonant about Spider-Man as a character. Right. And
0: not Peter Parker. It cuz that that big movie's big theme is anyone can wear the mask. Anyone yeah. can be a hero. Anyone can be Spider-Man. And this is this movie is all about well, what does it mean to be Peter Parker? <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: All right. Well, uh you did it, Will. I picked a good one again. You did, because you hadn't seen it. You didn't know. I had no idea. I knew. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything. But you picked a good one. I am so proud of you. See? You did it.
0: Well, this will be my high bar. My next pick probably won't be as good. So, you know. Well, you've earned, you've earned one. <laughs> uh, but, you're, but, you
1: know, with great power comes great... Uh mediocre part threes (laughs) but now it's my pick
0: yeah
1: and um i'll be honest i kind of forgot it was my pick so (laughs) i'm just gonna kind of grab one out of thin air and we haven't done a ton of like action movies no we haven't and um uh i i'm thinking let's uh let's do die hard with a vengeance
0: that's great that's great
1: let's do let's do summer in the city you know
0: that's that's awesome i mean and and uh, did you see the news about bruce Willis? yes today? i did so, it's,
1: it's very sad it's and bruce willis is is an action staple uh, of oh. of of ours and yeah. many and so let's
0: honor him a bit
1: yeah yeah we'll honor him it's a real fun movie yeah uh we'll see how it we'll see how it holds up
0: uh, with you know the diehard 80s action uh movies of 1995 <laughs> And I haven't, I mean, I've seen it. I haven't seen it in a very long time, so it'll be fun to, to come back to it.
1: I recall it being, it's a lot of fun, but doesn't necessarily, like, feel like a hard because I know it was, like, sort of a repurposed script. Yeah. But, you know, it's McTiernan, and he's got Samuel L. Jackson to play off of. You know, it, it's, uh, and it's definitely, like, it's probably the best of the sequels, oh, I yeah. think.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, well, I, 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 I guess I I didn't see any after four, so.
1: There's only the one. There's only
0: one. Okay, so I
1: didn't. They did. They did. Uh, live free or die hard. A good day to die hard, but they drew the line at my pitch for old habits die hard, where he gets <laughs> trapped in a nunnery.
0: Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, uh, as always, folks, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us while we uh, yammer on about Spider-Man and uh, go on really, really random tangents. (laughs) But uh, it's always a delight to get to talk about movies with friends and at them. And uh, you can give us a follow on Twitter at podcast part three. Uh, subscribe to us on Stitcher. We're on Apple uh Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts. Leave us a, a a rating or a review.
0: And uh until next time, Will. You are a delight. You as are you. I should say you're amazing, Sam. Oh, you're amazing. I I just, you know. I, I just need, to hear, you need to hear it you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh have a great night.